0: Hey guys, this is Field of Vapor.
1: Hey folks, this is Pete Bisardo.
2: Hey guys, this is Ruby Roo, and you're listening to Smoke Free Radio.
3: Hello, my fellow vapors. Welcome to another edition of Smoke Free Radio right here on the VP Live Network. Did you know we offer shows five days a week for your podcast audio listening pleasure starting Sunday with the pregnant monarch himself, Kevin, with VP Live Radio. Monday's the opinionated Jan with Anti-Nanny at 6 p.m. Eastern. Tuesday, the muckraker himself. The shock jock of lung inhales, Russ, with ClickBank Radio. Wednesdays, of course, right here with me, Smoke Free Radio, and Thursday, the lady will tell you to go F yourself, Genie, with the Genie K Show. All of our replays can be found on SoundCloud.com slash Live, and of course, iTunes. Welcome to the show, a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm going to go ahead and bring in my co-host, the lovely M. By the way, I have uh, I have some uh, I have some intro music for her. Let me see if I can get on. her. Your... Hey, hey, Em. Uh, by the way, I have uh, I have hey. some. Hey, uh... close close your radio. What are you doing? Hello, noob. Noob. <laughs> Hold on a second. I got intro. I got intro for you. Hold on. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Are you sure?
2: I'm positive.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm.
4: Twenty-one.
3: <laughs> did you like that? That's the stupid remix. Have you ever heard that before? Stupid. Yeah, I'm not. Hey, are you still there?
4: Yeah,
3: I'm here. Okay, did you, have you ever heard that? That's it's a great intro. It's the stupid intro. Yes,
2: I like that. Never heard it before, <laughs> but I love it.
3: Uh, what's going on, Em?
2: Not too much. Um, trying to wake up. I am freaking exhausted.
3: For people that don't know, of course, Emma is on the other side of the pond, so it's nice of you to be here uh, joining us uh, on the radio every Wednesday. <clears throat> but And you got a new audio set up, so I hope everybody can hear her very well.
2: Yes, sound check.
3: Sound check. That's done very, very well. Uh, we do have some, uh, some breaking news. Uh, stand by.
5: We interrupt our program to bring you this important message.
6: Mr. Trouble never hangs around When he hears this mighty sound Here I come to save the day That means that Mighty Mouse is on the way Yes, sir, when there is a wrong to right Mighty Mouse will join the fight On the sea or on the land Gets the
3: situation well in hand. Hashtag Micegate. So, obviously, uh, we're going to talk about the Indiana thing here in a little bit. We, we have to bring this story up because I, I actually learned about this last night. Dr. F. alerted me that this study was coming. I didn't have the specifics of it, but he said it was going to be a study done by John Hopkins, and now you see it. Uh, and uh, what is your, your first reaction? I mean, th- these these you know punishing headlines that are killing us, of course, are starting to come out. Medical Express. E-cigarette exposure impairs immune responses in mouse model. New research finds um, on The Guardian vaping might not be as safe as smokers think. Research suggests, and so, and tomorrow, of course, there's going to be a myriad of them. So, your, your first initial thoughts:
2: it's ridiculous.
3: <laughs> yeah, I could have told you that <laughs> it's,
2: with the, the formaldehyde shit. What was it last week and the week before? And then now you've got the. I'm just so sick and tired of the. The scaremongering that's coming out. It's just, it's ridiculous. This, it's getting out of hand at this point.
3: I think what they're trying to do, okay, I think they're, they're seeing that vaping has taken off so quickly. I think yeah. they're trying to deter smokers from trying it. I honestly, I don't think they're really attacking vaping. They're attacking people, society's opinion, and of course, smokers' opinion on electronic cigarettes. And they're trying to deter from using the product to slow down the growth. That is my honest to God opinion. These studies, like the high study and this study, there, there's really no, if anything, from this study, which I'm going to talk a little bit more about detail, what they did. They took these mice and they put them in a controlled, um, you know, uh, environment, and uh, they were they were pump, you know pumping en- enjoy bold king menthol, 18 milligram every so often, every you know. 30 whatever they did, hour and a half or 24-hour period, whatever they did. doesn't make any difference. Um, but, I mean, the study is, is flawed for many reasons, I and mean, it doesn't re- represent real-time use and, uh, and and how we use the product, for one. Um, but th- th- the funny part is that in The Guardian, the story ends, right, after everything that it says in there, and a lot of the wording is very, very tricky, the way that they've, 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 they've mentioned it, but it ends where, um, we're surprised by how high that number was, considering that e-cigarettes did not produce combustion products, said Dr. Susan, which was one of the, the authors. Granted, it's 100 times lower than cigarette smoke, but it's still a high number of free radicals that can potentially damage cells. And here's my, here's my theory, right? We, we, in advocacy, have always claimed that this product is not safe. I have never in my life, in four years doing shows and radio, never had said that this product is safe. This is the concept of tobacco harm reduction. This shows that e-cigs are a hundred times safer than cigarettes. Guess what? Fuck it, I'm taking my chances. It's a hundred times safer. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for something that's a hundred times safer than a cigarette. Do you agree?
2: Yep, I totally agree with you. That's I've been saying that since I started vaping. It's not it's not whether it's safe, it's safer than smoking. And I always got to tell the British people, got to get that er in there, the American er.
3: I don't even want to say safer at this point. I just want to say less harmful. That's what I'm going for. And my wife always bugs me when I say safer because she doesn't want me to use that word. She <laughs> wants me to say less harmful. And I agree with her because I think if we're all on the same language, I think we can accomplish something. But there is a misconception among the community. And, you know, oh, you know, this is safe and it's just vapor and we're just blowing it. And we're really not being very accurate with that. We have to be accurate, Right it's still a new product you know we don't know everything about it what we do know is that it's 100 times safer than the cigarettes and to me that is enough for public health officials if they really care about health to promote them as promoted as as a tobacco harm reduction tool which they're not doing they're doing exactly their opposite if your average joe that's a smoker reads the story first of all they're not going to go you know how people they're not going to read the entire story to get down to this point point. and even if they do it's worded in a way where it says it's 100 times lower than cigarette smoke, but it's still a high number, right? I mean, if it's 100 times lower than a cigarette, how, how high is the number? 1%? I mean, I'll take my chances with 1%. Yep. Um, in the study that was, um, uh, that was it, it was it this is, by the way, it's an associated press study. It's going to go everywhere, okay? Just like the formaldehyde. It's released exactly the same way, right? So the, the way that the word is, even through the, the stuff that they're talking about, the mice... The the situations that we report it still shows how less harmful this product is combust- compared to combustible tobacco as always, and if anything, what we needed is we need to take the story and turn it into a positive. I don't even think that us as advocates and people that go there and you know we abuse Twitter and, and Facebook and stuff like that. I don't even think that we should use this as a negative. I think we should use it as a positive. Towards I say, so, yeah, that's a fantastic study. It says exactly what we have been saying all these years that it's a hundred times less harmful than tobacco smoke yeah
2: definitely have you seen the independence um run of this story with professor john Britton's statement at the end no read that
3: for me i wanted i wanted to hear that do you have it
2: john Britton. he's the director of the uk center for tobacco control studies here in the uk um basically what he says is what matters here is not a comparison of the effects of e-cigarette vapor compared with nothing but the effects compared with those of tobacco smoke Harm to the lungs will be less with electronic cigarettes than tobacco cigarettes, and any smoker who cannot quit using nicotine and doesn't find medicinal products effective would be well advised to try an e-cig.
3: That's perfect. That's exactly. And the control is what I was talking about earlier. I don't know if you've, you've followed the stuff that we were talking about, Dr. Fasalinos. Every time Dr. Fasalinos brings up a study, he always compares it to tobacco smoke. Why does he do that? He wants to show... What the effects of combustible tobacco is versus electronic cigarettes, because that's what we're controlling. E-cigarettes, unlike especially the last year, this lifestyle that a lot of people are selling, e-cigarettes were developed for people that actually smoke and have tried various methods to quit, and they have been unsuccessful. That is the purpose of the electronic cigarette. Anybody else that sells anything above that, beyond that, or different than that, is just out there to make a buck. So. If We always have to do a control study versus traditional tobacco smoking. That's what it is. It's an alternative. We don't quit smoking. We switch to vaping, and the benefit is that we quit smoking with it. So we have to go back to the basics as a community, as advocates, as people that are doing these shows, as people that are going out there telling the public and and helping their friends make the transition. We have to go back to the basics of what we did four or five years ago. We have to go out there and attract smokers. We're losing that. And it seems like a lot of people are just focusing on trying to get people hooked up with, you know, these cloud-blowing machines and these mech mods and these low-resistance builds. And they're taking away from what tobacco harm reduction is. I mean, that's very disheartening to me.
2: It is. Um, there was actually, I caught it on Twitter, I don't know exactly where the poll was taken at, but now it's down to like, I think 60% of smokers believe that e-cigs are a better alternative to actual tobacco cigarettes, and just six months ago, I think it was up above
3: 85%. I am still, I still believe that we need more science, and people have criticized me, really get put up a big uh, uh, article on ECF this past week saying that we shouldn't go after science, we have enough science. I don't think we have enough science. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that some of these studies that Dr. Pelosa and uh, zakulak Jose and Dr. F have proposed um, are, are critical as we're moving forward. Uh, the, the one with the second and third generation atomizers, I think, is important. Dr. Pelosa has a really good study uh, that he has proposed for um, treating people with that are in, in mental hospitals that have you know that, that have been you know hospitalized for mental illness that smoke. When they go inside there and they put them on patches because they don't allow them to smoke and it deters the actual effects of healing when they're trying to work on their mental illness. Uh, There's another, a vape shop study out there that has been proposed. I think that all these studies can be done, uh, even if it's in a slower pace. And I think if we build uh, the the evidence and mount the evidence and have a good PR firm, it's not only to do the studies, but also pay the AVA and pay Greg Conley to get out there and get these stories public. Um, Exactly. Science does not mean anything if it's not considered. It has to be considered, but it has to get the public limelight. Yeah. That's what we're lacking on. Look at this story with the mice, and look how quickly it's going to burn through the, through, through the media and, and through the press. How I mean, in 48 hours, it's going to be everywhere. That's what we're lacking on. So do the studies, and then have the PR behind it to be able to push these studies the same way that they're, that they're pushing uh, their end.
2: Right. Definitely. Plus, that with that, too, is if we have the information to back up what we're trying to get out there as far as the advocacy part of it— um, the more information we have, the better we're going to be able to present our case.
3: Somebody in the community had told me once, um, advocacy without science is weak advocacy. Yep. You know, and, and I mean, I have to agree because we have to be able to provide and quote these studies uh, just as the opposition is quoting uh, the other studies. I mean, look what the formaldehyde study did. Everywhere that you see, people are quoting it now. Well, you know, there's a study that uh, you know, showed formaldehyde in and cigs so, you know, we must ban them. Um, you know and we have to have 10 studies behind it because we are the minority here let's not forget that we're you know five billion dollar industry that's fighting a 300 billion dollar industry that we should have you know at least the studies to back it up the claims that we're making and show the tobacco harm reduction i I don't I I, I don't disagree with Raleigh that we need PR but I think we need both I right. just want to put that out there I, I don't disagree with with his uh, with his uh, position. But I think we still have to mount the scientific evidence. We just don't. There's a lot of areas in vaping that we just don't know. We should have the facts. I think no matter what study is going to be done, it's always going to show that's a hundred times less than tobacco uh, harmful than tobacco cigarettes, and that I think is the key, and to always have the control of the tobacco um, studies that are out there. Anyway, uh, another thing that I want to bring up before we get into the uh, to the Indiana thing. Let me see uh, if I pull my my notes here. I don't know if you heard about this um, uh, M, but there was there's a big lawsuit um by nico nico pure which is the they make uh, liquid for for halo and, and a few other uh, companies that are out there i'm going to put a survey monkey in the chat i'd like people to click on it and and vote somebody messaged me today and said this is really bad pr and it's going to hurt halo in the community and people should boycott it and my honest question to you is who in the community vapes halo i mean really we have almost 100 people here in the chat uh Take take a little, just click on that and vote on it. I'm gonna check on the results here in a little bit because yeah, I, I've been to many vape stores. I've never seen Halo in a vape store. I mean, it's different in the U, in the uh, UK. I think. Uh, Am, you, do you see you see a lot of Halo there, right?
2: Uh, well, it depends because there's the U.S. Halo and then we have um, Smoker's Angels uh, Halo that's over here.
3: I personally said that it's not gonna hurt Halo because nobody in the community vapes Halo. <laughs> That's basically what I'm saying. I'm not trying to say it in a bad way. I'm just saying that there's there's a hundred ten juices times juices better that the Halo out there that are being distributed in the vape shops and within the community. Uh that, you know, that um um people are saying what the hell is halo. Uh no, that should be that should be the survey, um that should be the survey uh um right. It should be four questions, if I'm not mistaken. I anyway. One. Huh?
2: I had one question on it.
3: Oh, did you? Yeah. Hold on.
2: It was just one. Oh, crap. And I can't go back and look at it. it okay, me hold on, I... hold
3: on, so... hold on. Let me get it.
2: Now, which one are you talking about? The U.S. Halo brand or the U.K. Halo brand?
3: Well, I'm, I'm talking for the U.S. Halo brand. Let's say the, the, the U.S. Halo brand.
2: The only person I knew that ever vaped it was my dad.
3: Let me see here. Well, that's because I sent him a halo. <laughs> that's the only reason why you did that. <laughs> Uh let me see if this is correct. Alright, let's see if this works for, for people. Does that work? That latest link that I put in there?
2: It tells me the same thing you've already
3: taken the uh, survey. Uh, it. Anyway, uh alright, so let's just make it non scientific. How many people here in the chat room vape Halo? Just put a one. If you vape Halo.
2: They sell it in Indiana a lot, says Bill.
3: I don't think he, he, I don't think anybody in this chat room. Maybe one or two out of the hundred people might vape it, right? Yeah. So that kind of reflects what 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 the industry, what the community does. I don't think the comu- So I don't think the community is going to hurt Halo at all because nobody buys it. Well, how can you boycott a product that you don't buy? So I'm trying to prove a point here to somebody that said that it would. It's going to hurt the community because they're suing these companies. Listen. It's 2015, you're playing with the big boys, the market is getting saturated, you're going to see more and more of these trademark infringement lawsuits coming out. All you guys out there that have juice, that have borrowed little juicy e-juice names, or that have borrowed, you know, uh, played off other names that are out there in the market, you're going to get sued. That's how they eliminate the market. And you're going to see a lot more of it this, 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 uh, this year. Uh, I don't blame them, it's just a corporate game. And, you're, and you, within the community, especially with these companies that we don't actually use, there's nothing to boycott. There's really nothing that we can do to uh, to change it. So um, that's all I had to say about that. Let's go ahead and get into the, to the main um, issue here. And uh, the phone lines are open, 347-308-8329, if you have any questions or comments. Uh, you can also uh, tweet me at vaping greek hashtag smoke free radio. if you can't get on the phone lines. Uh, make sure that you press 1 if you want to uh, participate with any questions or comments. Now... I found out about this Indiana bill last week. M. Um, one week. It was a very, very quick going to the floor. It was very, very quick going to a hearing. Um, it passed actually in the first hearing, six to four, and there was a meeting yesterday to adjust the language to to tighten up the language of what they call. So I, I sent you the link to take a look at the at at the bill and some of the stuff that was on there, uh, even from the initial bill was tricky to me some st- some stuff caught my attention so if you have not heard about this bill uh let me, let me tell you uh, some of the stuff that you will be uh required to do in order to manufacture or sell e-liquid uh in the state of indiana right so first of all you're going to have to apply for a tobacco license right this is if you want to retail you're going to have to apply for a tobacco license not only that but you're going to have uh to buy from an authorized distributor in the state of indiana so those of you that are in kentucky uh, in texas in california in ohio that are making e-liquid and you're shipping it into indiana you should be worried too you shouldn't just say hey hey guys it's that's indiana's problem no it's your problem as well too because you're not going to be able to get your e-liquid into indiana that's very very critical for me to get a point across so People don't think that this is just an Indiana problem. This is a, a statewide problem. Um, second of all, if you want to manufacture e-liquid, you're going to have to apply for a license, which costs five thousand dollars. That's not bad. That's not that's not a lot of money, am? No, not not for
2: the average company. Right, not for
3: the average company. Um, so you have to pay for uh, five thousand dollars. That's just the application fee, and uh, it's non-refundable. By the way, if your application is denied, uh, you you lose the money. Um, Somebody's saying that it's a lot of money. I don't think it's a lot of money for a juice company. Uh, that's just my opinion. Take it for what it is. Um, but anyway, we're not here to discuss the, the actual thing. The, the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the easiest part of this, right? Yeah. Um, it gets worse. Right. It gets worse. It gets worse. So, you have to enter into agreement with a security for, firm that is valid for a period of five years from the date of application, and it provides for service and support for the security requirements based on the article of this bill, Right? Um, the, the security firm has to meet some, f- some requirements. It has to continuously employed one or more employees for not less than the previous one year. Uh, the door and hardware Institute as an architectural hardware consultant. So the doors and the hardware that you're going to use to secure your facility has to meet specific standards. Um, the international door association is a certified rolling steel, do- uh, fire door technician. So you have to have a, a certified technician that's going to have these steel doors Installed. I mean, I'm laughing because it's it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, it gets worse. Uh, video surveillance system design and installation with remote viewing capability from a secure facility. Owning an operating and operating a security monitoring station with ownership control uh, and use of redundant offsite backup security monitoring station. Uh, operating facility that modifies commercial hollow metal doors, frames, and borrowed lights and authorization to the UL laboratories, including with this. They also have the right to come in and inspect you at any time, inspect your e-liquid. You have to use specific ingredients in your e-liquid. You have to use three 3 non-party labs to test your e-liquid. <laughs> <laughs> it gets better. So I'm, I'm, going through, I'm going through the bill to try to pick, pick out the, 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 the good stuff. Um, so in short, if you are an e-liquid manufacturer in Indiana, you're screwed. This, I can't even spell it any easier. You are done. Not only are you done, but if you want to sell e liquid into Indiana, you're screwed as well too.
2: Yeah, if you don't live in, if you're not in Indiana and you don't have a, a tobacco license through them, you're not going to be able to sell to anybody that's in Indiana. You can't wholesale to any of them.
3: That's right. So what I did is I did a little bit of digging. And, uh, and what I came up with was, pretty, well, I didn't do it by myself. I have to give credit where credit is due. James Martin from Inside Vaping helped me a lot. Russ from ClickBang. Uh, Tom Baker helped me a lot. Uh, what we try to do is try to find who is behind this bill. Uh, according to my sources the other day, there were various lobbyists from different interests that were at this meeting where they were tightening up the language. And most of them were not from the vapor of space. There was a company there that's being represented, Monument Vapor, uh, mm-hmm. but also there were companies out there, the lobbyists that were representing uh, uh, liquor distribution in Indiana. There were companies, of course, that were representing security firms. Uh, everything that has to do with this bill, it appears that this is not a one um, one special party interest bill. Let me just put it that way. Uh, right. There's various parties that are involved behind it. Um we did some digging. Lowcostvapor.com, that is one of the companies that is owned by Monument Vapor. They have about 15 to 20 different websites registered under their names. White River Smoke Juice, Low Cost Vapor, Zaza E-Juice, uh, White River Smoke, uh, Monument Vapor, e Har- uh, Ed Hardy E-Liquid. I can go on and on. Indiana Grand Vapor. There's tons of, of uh, URLs that are listed uh, under this uh, this this company, which is Zach Lacken. He's the guy that, that is the VP of... Of L three investments, right? All right. So where does where does the problem begin? The problem begins that he is tied in with the former VP of Altria. He used to be the VP of marketing and sales for Altria. He retired in 2013. His last name is McAllister, and he happens to be now the VP of Monument Vapor. That's the red flag number one. We have a a ex tobacco. executive that has joined an e-liquid firm if that does not raise a flag i don't know what does uh, go ahead go ahead stop me at any time by the way because i I, sometimes i just go on a tantrum so (laughs)
2: to me me, that that just reminds me of like uh the you know like the running of the bulls (laughs) to be honest you've got the little matador with his red freaking flag and oh
3: we did some digging on this guy. It seems like he has a criminal past. I haven't been able to dig any th- uh, further than that. But in all honesty, and, and James will J- James will reiterate this in, in in the chat that at some point while we we're doing this, at 72 hours by the way, nonstop digging into this thing, I, I got scared. I really got scared. I mean, I didn't even told so Cones, you know, I got kids. You know, I don't want to dig into this because this got really, really blown up. Uh, another per- person that is involved with this firm is uh, uh, another McAllister. Uh, this Mark McAllister, he is uh, a liquor distributor, one of the, the largest liquor distributors in Indiana. He has donated money to um, different packs, He has donated money to different politicians. Uh, he also uh, owns Big Red Liquor Stores. And Big Red Liquor Stores are the biggest customer for Monument Vapor. Are you seeing where I'm going with this? Right? So yeah. the people that create this e-liquid, they sell it to these Big Red and other, and other places, but Big Red is their biggest customer, and they distribute their e-liquid through the liquor stores. Uh, two of their other biggest customers, two of the biggest casinos in Indiana. Uh, this is the kind of money we're talking about. We're talking about some serious, serious cash behind this bill. Um, by the way, I see Mandy's in the, in the chat, too, if you, if you want to call in and... and um, uh, put your thoughts on this, uh, feel free to do through Three four seven three zero eight eight three two nine, or anybody that's in Indiana wants to ch- uh, chime in on this. All right, moving along. So we have McAllister, which used to be uh, the general manager for All Trade International Sales. We have Zach Lacking, which his family has history of corruption. His brother was arrested for trying to manipulate the shares of National Lampoon, the magazine. I mean, we're talking, we're talking some Boardwalk Empire shit here, right? I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty scary. So put all of these pieces together, and what do you have? You have the perfect recipe for what they're trying to create, a monopoly of e-liquid distribution in Indiana. And you will ask me why, right? You're going to ask me why. Well, I don't think it's them doing it. I think that they have made a deal with a big tobacco company, most likely RJR. I think RJR has probably made a deal already with them that if we pass this bill in Indiana, but not only in Indiana, but in another seven or eight states, which I'm going to bring up here in a little bit, uh, then we'll buy you out, and then RJR will have this whole distribution of, of uh, these, this e-liquid going through these states which is pretty funny because we're still pending a federal regulation of this product. So basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to create a monopoly within the market before the federal regulation even comes down on the product. Mm. That's scary stuff. Hold on, let me bring this in here. 219, you're on the air with Smoke Free Radio.
4: Hi, Dimitri, It's Mandy. Hey, Mandy,
3: what's going on? (laughs) I'm raging. I'm raging on your state.
4: You know what, when you said that you were scared for your family, as deep as this is, yeah, it sounds like some back-in-the-day, deep mafia-filling-pockets kind of scheme going on.
3: But, but you agree with me? I mean, there's no other way to see this with the people that are involved and I, I'm i I'm just scratching the surface by the way, because all I'm using is the internet, right? I don't have the the capabilities of, you know, PIs or whatever, you know, investigator reporters or Geraldo Rivera's and shit. But based on what I've found here it is pretty scary.
4: Right, and you're almost scared that if you dig too deep, there might be some guy in a suit with black glasses at your front door the next morning. Damn right,
3: damn right. So, uh, Mandy, you, you manufacture E-Liquid in Indiana. Uh, obviously, you own t- uh, Timeless Vapor. So Correct. What, with your involvement over the past you know, 72 hours, what, what have you seen? What have you seen from your side in, in having the boots on the ground there?
4: Um, we actually, we were able to mobilize pretty quick. We weren't expecting things to move as fast as they did. Um, we thought we had time, we had, you know, we organized, we had a meeting, we had a game plan, and then they pushed this bill within, you know, 48 hours to the table. Mm-hmm. So now we're still, you know, we're running and trying to get things together and raise money and we're still fighting, we're not giving up.
3: I know, and the representation that I saw at the hearing was pretty impressive by the vapors and, and the vendors that showed up, holding up those I vape and I vote, uh, vote posters, done very, very well, I must add, very professional. Um, so the representation was good. Uh, however, seeing the people that spoke, the first 10 people that, was, that spoke were all in favor of the bill. Uh, all this seemed to be staged. It, it seems like... This has been going on for about a year, in my opinion, that they have been planning this because this does not happen overnight. To be able for them to get so many associations and lobbyists behind to support this bill. And another, I think, red flag here is how quick things happen. I mean, from the day that this was announced, they went to the floor within a week. That is, uh, I mean, virtually unheard of for such a bill. We're talking about a bill that, that regulates this product way beyond what we even expected from a federal regulation. Right.
4: It, it, it moved really fast. And you're, and you're right. They have been working on this for a long time. It was clear. As in-depth as that bill goes, if people click on the link and look at the bill, it details everything. I mean, you're talking clean room, ISO, the security. And you can tell that there's big, when you said casinos, you know, that's the kind of security casinos have.
3: Right.
4: You know, this Indiana was the first one that came out with this in-depth. Legislation where they had to be working. This is not something they came up with, you know, in two months.
2: I want to it's know huge. why it's long an e liquid manufacturer needs to have that kind of security. Is is liquid it's nicotine to like hot? Commodity. It's like the
4: reason yeah. for oh. like manufacturing uh... illegal pod, or you know, the the states that you know legalized it. It would almost seem like their requirements.
3: I, I, th- I think that part of these requirements are strong-arming the existing vendors in the state. So I think that some of the stuff that they're asking are not going to be virtually impossible, but it's going to be very difficult for, for a small business to be able to fill these requirements. I mean, just given what I see here, um, I mean, the ISO status could go eighty eighty five thousand dollars 85000 on depending on who you, where you go. Uh, but the, the, from even from the rest of the stuff that I see here, I mean, you're looking at a good chunk of change. You're talking about a forty, fifty thousand dollars investment, not including your facility.
4: Right. So, so, and this is just one bill out of five that was presented. Right. We haven't even scratched the surface of the other four bills because right. this one just it trumped everything.
3: <laughs> I'm 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 all for reasonable and fair regulations, Mandy. I've always been. Uh, but this oh, here agree. is completely out of control. Especially, how did they get this language? Here's where the where the big tobacco reference comes in. How did they get this specific language? I mean, we kind of figured that the FDA is going to require some some basic things. I think you know they're going to require good manufacturing practices, a clean lab, uh, maybe ISO facility. We we kind of figured that this is what the FDA might require. But how do you take very specific requests like they have put in this bill? To a state bill, there has to be a right. connection here. In my opinion, this is RGR, and this is just strictly my opinion. So there has to be a big tobacco company that is behind this, that has made a deal, basically fed them the information, get on board. They got a bunch of people to come on board, a bunch of lobbyists to represent. How many lobbyists were in there uh, in favor of this bill? Because I know you were in there the other day in in the hearing. Oh,
4: there's several. There's several
3: of them. I mean, roughly, do you is, think it's five or six? The,
4: bill, the, the cartridges are exempt in this bill. The two mLs or less sealed cartridges are exempt from everything, safety requirements, uh, you know, testing. All of it is exempt which favors one person, Big Tobacco.
3: Absolutely. And uh, even looking down to, through, the, through the ingredients, I mean, how do you come up with a state regulation where you regulate the ingredients based on the state? Of course, VG, PG, nicotine, flavorings, water are allowed. And then it says, other ingredients approved by the department under Section 2 of this chapter or any ingredient specifically approved for inclusion in e-liquid by the Food and Drug Administration of the United States of America. Well, guess what? We don't have anything approved by the Food and Drug Administration of America to include an e-liquid. We don't have that federal regulation. How in the hell is that in there?
4: Right, right. It's it's shocking what they put in this bill. It really is. And you realize in Indiana, to manufacture or sell tobacco, we're talking traditional cigarettes, tobacco leaves, all they have to do is get a tobacco license to sell it, and they have to pass a background check. Yeah. That's it. They don't have to get a permit they don't have to have lockdown facilities clean rooms iso stations they don't have to have any of that just a background check and pay the license fee that's
3: it the how much is a tobacco license in indiana for the retailers if they want to sell e-liquid if you want to open up a vape shop and you want to I sell it
4: 500 500
3: dollars for so, the license. so according to this you're gonna have it, oh it's
4: 250 james says it's
3: 250. 250. 250 okay so you pay 250 or 500 it doesn't make any difference no, no big deal Uh, Then when you open up your – you can only get e-liquid, though, from those that have an authorized distribution license in the state of Indiana. So pretty much means you're not going to be able to get e-liquid from from anybody unless that supplier – let's say you're getting niquid or whatever. That niquid supplier has a valid distribution into the state of Indiana. Am I reading that correctly?
4: Right no they have to get a permit just like everyone in the state of indiana and they have to follow the guidelines and regulations that the state of indiana has how they're going to enforce out-of-state inspections i'm not sure but that's what they're saying so if i want Niquid, i have to call Niquid and ask are you going to buy the permit and are you going to be able to have your liquid tested um, provide state inspections you know autumn the security the guard are you going to do all that so i can sell your liquid in my store
3: You know what's funny? That's how the liquor uh, business works. Here in Tennessee, if I want to get liquor from a distribution company in New York, uh, because I had to go through this with with Greek wine that that I sell at the restaurant, they had to apply to the state of Tennessee to be able to distribute their liquor into the state. And then after they applied, I was able to buy it from my distributor. So the New York guy sells it to the distributor here in Tennessee, and the Tennessee guy sells it to me. That's the proper way of going. I wouldn't be able to do it. any. I couldn't go directly to New York to buy it. So if this happens for e-liquid, this is going to disrupt the entire chain of how people vape. And, of course, the, the, the growth of the vape shop is pretty much cut at its legs. I don't think any vape shop would be able to um, to sustain that.
2: No, I think it's going to be right. one of those things no, they, if it get past that oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, what's going to happen is these, these manufacturers in other states are going to just say, no, forget it. It's, I'm not going to waste my money doing that. And so Indiana is just going to dry up.
3: I don't, think, I don't think there's going to be a lot of distributors that are going to go out there and apply to, to sell their e-liquid in, in Indiana. No,
4: because if, if it passes unless, in Indiana, what's their state? Unless the vape stores buy Monument, because they're ready for this. They, right. they have everything ready. Their facilities, they're ready to go, surprisingly. Yeah. Unless every store in Indiana sells their product, no vapes, because e-liquid's the backbone of vape stores. This will shut everyone out of business in Indiana.
3: They also make juice for a company called Zaza, which I didn't know what it was, but I did some some uh, looking into it. And it looks like it's a pretty big distribution as well, too. Zaza e-liquid. I've never heard of it before. But that doesn't mean that people are not using it. That's Because our community is very, very small. We think we're a big community, but we're not that big compared to how many people vape. But it appears that Zaza has a good distribution uh, out there already. Monument Vapor signed a lease on a new facility. It was like a 95,000 square feet, if I'm not mistaken, Mandy, uh, through the search that I did. Uh, so it appears that they have set every piece in the puzzle ready to sustain these regulations. And then once again, that was reiterated right. because the owner of the company stood up and was in favor. I mean, how can a vapor company, if they if they, if they title themselves a vapor company, it's bullshit. I don't, I don't consider them. I consider them the same as logic at this point. But... If you're titling yourself as a vapor company, how can you stand up and support a bill like this in your state?
4: Right. It, it, it's shameful because everyone's going to boycott them if this happens because <laughs> it's obvious what they did.
3: I think that it falls back onto this, to the, to what I was telling people about earlier with Halo. How many vapors vape uh, Monument oh Vapor right <laughs> vapor <laughs> I mean, this is the first time I've ever heard of them, I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm in the beat of things of when it comes to the vaping community, never heard of monument vapor in my life before, unless they really unless they relabel for other people, which I'm sure that they do. but, I can't see that company being that popular. That vapors like their juice. That they're out there buying it, and, it's, and we're gonna and we're gonna go out there and 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 boycott their juice. I mean, if if that's the only thing that's available in the stores, people will buy it. Obviously, it won't be the community, but it will be people out there that vape that are not part of this community, which is a huge, huge number. Like I gotta keep reiterating that, but I think people here have to understand in our community that there's thousands of people out there that vape that just they're just they just want to vape, man. They just want to off cigarettes. They don't care about you know. I
4: just got a really bad email. Uh huh. <laughs> A really you can, bad email. You can read it if you want to. So they told me they told me in chat to check my email. Um urgent action. Tomorrow, Thursday, February fifth, the bill will have its second reading on the Senate floor.
3: How can that happen? A second That's- reading tomorrow?
4: Senator Yoder has avoided contact to sit down and talk about the amendments he promised when we were there, wow. and the second reading goes tomorrow.
3: That's seventy two hours. That's unbelievable.
4: I just got
3: this email. Wow. I don't... I mean, I, I, don't, I don't... I believe it, because I saw that with the way that this bill progressed. It doesn't... I'm not that surprised, to be honest with you, but, it, Mandy, you have to understand how, how important it is for the vendors in Indiana to get representation. You have to have a lobbyist. You have to pay legal help to help you through this, number one, and number two... You have to have, turn, take this information to the public. You have to go to the media. I said this on Russ's show last night, and this was my suggestion. I found all this stuff with the help of you and James and my wife and everybody else. There's more there. If we take this to the newspaper, especially to an aspiring reporter, and say this is going to be the story of the century, you're going to make a name for yourself, get out there and investigate it, I think this is going to really help your cause there in Indiana. I think you need to do that ASAP. If this goes to the floor tomorrow for a second reading, it's going to pass. There's, there's, yeah,
4: they've asked, um, yeah. oh my goodness. I'm just in shock at the moment. Yeah. Wow.
3: Well, I guess it's Which back to nursing for you, Mandy. The <laughs> thing is that
4: if this, if this passes, you can bet there are several other states waiting to see if this would go through right. that are ready to jump on this.
3: Right. And I'm going to bring that up since I have you here on the phone because we did find out that there are six or seven states that possibly could be hit with this. And Florida was the first one that we saw. Uh, the bill came in from, uh, from Kevin earlier, uh, Kevin Skipper from Vista. Uh, And part of the language is very, very similar. Transactions only with permitted manufacturers, importers, distributing agents, dealers, and retail dealers, except otherwise provided a manufacturer or importer or distributing agent representing a manufacturer or importer may sell or distribute cigarettes to a person located or doing business within the state only, only if such person is a dealer or importer with a valid current permit. So the the language in Florida is very, very similar um, as the language that is going on in indiana and my sources tell me kentucky and mississippi have exactly the same thing as well on the table it hasn't hit yet or is getting ready to hit it's very very close to coming out there so what it appears to me RJR is behind this trying to monopolize on states that haven't been organized states that are that are weak when it comes to to representation and lobbying and and legal action and they're just attacking them it's happening really really quick
4: yeah right it's um and if your state's not organized, how many states have organized? I mean, we started about four months ago just yeah. putting everyone in one place. Hoosier Vapors have been huge at trying to keep everyone informed and contact. Um, but, you know, we didn't really come together until these last past few weeks. And I hope that other states are ready for this and have lobbyists ready to go. And
3: <laughs> They're, not. They're not. They're not. They're not. I mean... Uh, I think part of the problem, Andy is, and uh, again i'm not I'm not a conspiracy theorist at heart, but I truly believe that there is you know there's corruption and there's greed and there's money and there's big big lobby interests behind this. So what I believe what happened is that they dropped the FDA deeming regulations on us over the summer. Everybody mm-hmm. scrambled and turned their attention to the federal. Everybody went there and scrambled, what is the FDA going to do? These deeming regulations are sick. They're stupid. They're not right. They don't fit the product. So we took all of our attention and even some of our money because we try to help the CASAs and the SWATAs and the big federal organizations out there that we turned our head to the states and what they saw, they saw the weakness there, and they said, okay, well, we're not going to wait for the FDA to take over this market, because these vape shops are springing up like, you know, like rabbits, uh, you know, fornicating, so we have to stop this now, let's just take it state by state, and they can do that, they have the power to do that, Um, make no mistake about it, if you don't believe me, just ask Mandy, which, she is a juice maker, and she will tell you right now, that she fears for her livelihood, and her family, she's, are you are you Mandy?
4: I had a job interview today to go back in surgery. That's yeah. how much I fear for my job yeah. as a business owner for e-cigs and e-liquid manufacturing.
3: If that does not say it all, folks, yes. yeah. I mean, really, <laughs> if, if if that if that does not say it all, I don't really don't know what it, what what does. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the organization now. Now, what are you doing over there, Mandy? How can people help? How can people get involved? Who can they contact? I, again, I'm gonna. Say that this is what I believe if you contact the media to get your media on the side. And if you get some, some, you're going to have to pay. I hate to say it, but you're going to have to pay to, yeah. to have somebody represent you. Nobody's going to do it for free. But you have to pay somebody to represent you. Those two things are vital within the next 24 hours at this point. But what are you doing there? Tell me the people that are involved. Who's getting organized? And how can people in Indiana, vendors in Indiana, and even vendors out of state, I think, if they're listening, have to get involved? Today I talked to Scott from from NickWid. Uh, It's somebody that I value a lot in this community, in his opinion, and I talked about Indiana, and I said, are you seeing what you're doing there? Uh, Do you have any stores there? And he said, no, but we have a lot of wholesale clients, and we are monitoring the situation, and we're trying to help as much as possible. That is a company that is trying to do the right thing. So if you're a company, you're distributing your product in Indiana, you need to get on board and help these folks. So, Mandy, let us have it.
4: Um, Right now, I'm sorry, Evan was talking to me in the background. Evan McMahon has been helping us fight for this. He's posting the urgent calls right now as we speak everywhere for that email. Um, We do have a lobbyist, um, so they they will be going to try and talk with them, but everyone needs to get, you know, mobilized, get their lobbyists. Um, You're right about the media. We need funds, and that's one of the things we were doing is we're having fundraisers, everybody to raise money for this kind of stuff because it's not cheap
3: yeah. at all no it's not it's not but but listen if you don't pay now you're going to be out of business it's, it's plain and simple I don't know this. Right. It's, it's the draw in the sand kind of thing that Stefan is doing in California which I'm going to talk about in a little bit but it's now or never if you don't do it it's just not going to happen um. Anything else that you want to add? He's telling yeah, me now ahead.
4: we have built allies, which is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm getting. No, that's good. That's, that's, good. That's, good. that's good. that's good. That's good. That's
3: good. That's good. That's good. Anything that we can get, anybody that we can get on our side, is is um is definitely a good thing. I, I, at this point, if this passes in Indiana, it's just a matter of time when it goes through the rest of the states. If not all of the states, right. if it passes it, in five and six states, it just sets the tone. If it doesn't happen this year, it's going to happen next year in the rest of the states.
4: And HoosierVapors.com has all our info on it, too. I think it's back up and running from what I'm hearing. Um, it went down for a little bit. But HoosierVapors.com has our calls, to action, what we're doing, and all the info should be posted there.
3: HoosierVapors.com. Mandy, uh, good luck, and I pray for you. I don't, I don't. really don't know what to say. I've given as much as effort as I can to this Indiana thing and uh, and hopefully the community will rally around it, and I hope the the vaping industry will rally a- around it and and realize how important this is. It's we're, you're playing with the big boys now. I I I don't envy you yeah. at all. I really don't.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been a hectic few weeks. I, I'm gonna say that everyone's been busting their butt. Brent's in the chat. Um, he's from the Hoosier Vapors Ward. Evan, I mean, they have been working nonstop. I, even me. Um, Just getting the word out and trying to do that takes a lot of time. It does. (laughs) does. I just pray that everyone's ready um, to start fighting this. We were worried about the FDA. You need to worry about your state right now.
3: (laughs) Well, keep me posted as always. The platform here is always open. If there's anything I can do, uh, don't hesitate to call upon me, okay?
4: Well, thanks for having me on, and uh, have a
3: good show. (laughs) All right, Mandy. Thanks. Have a good night. There she goes, mandatory right. titleless vapor, and you know it's it's unfortunate because there's a lot of good people up in Indiana, uh, M, uh, that are friends of mine that, that have um, that are going to be affected by this, and and but not including you have to include everybody that's va- everybody that vapes in this country is affected by it.
2: Yep, because if it like you said, if it goes through there, how many other states are going to adopt the almost similar words uh, to bills and getting passed there? And it's just almost a case of they're. They're testing the waters to see how far they can push it and how much they can get away with.
3: Well, they're pushing it a lot. Let me see who's on this line. Uh, 716, you're on the air with Smoke Free Radio.
1: Hey, Dimitri, how's it going? My name's Mitch. It's a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Hey,
3: Mitch, thanks for calling in, buddy. What's going on?
1: Nothing. Um, uh, so I'm joined by a couple of people in this page. Um, uh, Ian, who works at your Mountain Oak Vapor yeah. Shop here in Niagara Falls, New York. Um, uh, also, Andre from the House of Vapor. You're probably uh-huh. familiar with him. Um, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to bring it to attention that um, uh, as much of a hotbed Buffalo is for vaping, with probably easily 100 to
5: 120 shops in the
1: greater Buffalo area as of right now. Um, I'm not sure, too sure if you caught it. Uh, sure yesterday, did. we took a big hit. Um, Erie County passed a law that wants us to basically, if we're going to use our electronic cigarettes, we're going to have to go back and surround ourselves with, with smokers. Um, yeah. uh, and I just kind of wanted to bring that up to attention, uh, make sure you caught a little bit of a gist of that.
3: I did. It was something that happened within 24 hours I heard up there in Buffalo, which is a shame because I have a lot of friends, including Andre and the Vapor Trail guys, and that have stores up there that are being affected by this. So, basically, you can't yeah. vape in your own store. Basically. So, I, 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 can, go, I really can go to a car dealership and I can't drive the car before I buy it. That's, that's basically what they're doing to you.
1: Exactly. Um, uh, I just I can't believe that they're saying they're running this through in the name of public safety when there have been several studies done that show that there's no negative side effects to those who are, you know, exposed secondhand. And and I'll be the first to say it. I am not one of those people who walks into the nearest mall or convenience store and starts chucking clouds. I think that it's disrespectful for sure. those who may be against it. You know what I mean? And sure. it's only just giving them ammo to fire back at us. Um, and now they're claiming that this is the name of public safety and they want me to go and surround myself with smokers which is not only the very nest that we all worked so hard to escape but more specifically there are negative secondhand exposure side effects there they've been demonstrated we don't need to do more studies on those so they want me to go back into that nest and they're claiming this is for public safety and it just makes absolutely no sense
3: um i totally agree with you the question is Right? The question, again, that I'm going to pose to, to the Buffalo shops and to the Erie county uh, shops that are there, what are you doing about it? What are you doing about it? This is the biggest problem that we have because every other industry out there has some kind of a representation, some kind of an alert. Uh, if if the if the shops had come under association last year, uh, we would have had somebody in that's going to be monitoring this. They would have known about it. They would have brought it up. They would have taken at least action before it went there. What are they doing? Look what they're doing, man. They're, they're targeting the areas where they know they're going to be able to pass this, and they're just dumping the shit on there, and boom, in a week we have a law that basically puts every shop out of business. I don't care who you are. If you go into a vape shop and you can't try the product and you can't try the flavors, you're not going to fucking quit smoking. And if you're not going to quit smoking, you're not, that shop is going to go out of business, period. So even if they're saying, oh, well, we, we, we want the shops to operate, yeah, we don't have nothing against vaping, they're basically eliminating the industry.
1: Exactly, and I heard several arguments from people who were okay with putting up bans on this, saying that, once again, you know, it's about the fact that these products are coming from China, or it's about the flavors. If it's the fact that these are coming from China that you're so worried about. Who makes your phones? Who makes your TVs? Who makes the cars your parents and your family Stupid drive? Stupid arguments. And if you're not that worried about flavors, why aren't you getting rid of the nicotine suckers and nicotine gum and everything else that is age-restricted that has flavors? Because that's got to be luring children to it as
3: well. You should play the video of me and Phil and uh, in China when they say that. <laughs> I guarantee you that the factories there are way better than the, the tobacco factories that are here in the United States, which I have been in a tobacco factory here, and I know that a lot of guys up there in New York have been in tobacco factories how nasty they are where the cigarettes are being made so that is absolutely bullshit yeah but the thing is that i can say it you can say it we all can say it that's common sense you know what we need we need attorneys with big balls and we need vendors with deep pockets pay them and go after them sue them sue them for loss of revenue sue them for loss of business sue them for for antitrust laws them anything that you can this is a sue happy country Yes. Damn it! Let's fucking do it. You know, let's take advantage of the system that's that's really screwed up this country over the years. I mean, that's a different episode. But let's go. <laughs> let's go after it and do exactly the same what they're doing to us. Let's go after them financially. Now, you're going to say they have more money than us. Yes, but lawsuits also bring media attention, and media loves a good story like this. It's a good drama story. If you're able to produce the evidence, if you're able to produce the facts and hand it over to him, like I handed over this information to Mandy the other day, I was like, take it. Take it to a reporter. There's got to be a reporter out there that's dying to make their name, right? Uh, And and take the media and put it on your side, put it on your shoulders, and you play the crying game. You play the foul game, and I guarantee you the media is going to turn. That requires money. Yep.
1: Exactly. Um, uh, I actually went and spoke at that meeting in Buffalo about a week or so before they put that law through. Um, uh, and the one big thing that I brought up to them, which is probably just the most quickly thought-out debate that means a lot I have ever conceived out of my entire life, basically, if somebody gets behind the wheel of a car and they're hammered and, – and, and, again, this is unfortunate, and I apologize for saying stuff like this because I know it's probably going to offend someone – but if someone gets behind a car drunk and kills ten people, you don't see the go to for your county or your city or your state to try and to be making cars illegal. You know right. what I mean? Right. Or
3: booze, by the way. It's, it's a, it's <laughs> or <success>. booze.
2: Can't drink it. You can go in there and you can smell the beer, but
3: you're not allowed to drink it. Yeah, or booze, which which booze is is, is, uh, is responsible for way more many deaths than, than, uh, than e-cigs, which uh, the e-cig deaths are zero, by the way, uh, in the last eight years in the United States. All yeah. right. Uh, listen, to me, and this is the advice that I'm going to give to Andrew and all the guys that are up there in Buffalo, you have to get legal representation, and it has to happen now. So- one one of the mentalities that the bad mentalities that we have in this community is that there's some vendors that are smaller, and some vendors that are bigger, and some people say, "Well, he's not going to put his fair share." Or listen, if there's a store and it's doing fifteen thousand a month or whatever, and it's suffering, you know, let it be. Okay, can you put a thousand dollars in this thing? Put a thousand dollars anybody that can help help Mm -hmm. the bigger stores have to step up it's just a big boy game you have to be able to put your hand in your pocket and hire somebody that's going to represent you and go after them and put the drama aside put the egos aside put the penis size aside put everything aside to fight for the better of this industry that's the only way we're going to win if you're going to have anything else if we are not united we're going to fall period it's been proven in every other industry exactly exactly all right, say hi to the guys over there. Hopefully, I see you up in Niagara Falls for the uh, for the big meet that's happening there in April. If vaping is still allowed,
1: <laughs> what? Uh, yes, that is Niagara County. Luckily, well, for now, I already got both days off
3: of work. For now, hey, maybe maybe we have to go outside the the civic center and vape. How about that outside of Niagara Falls exactly. in April? <laughs>
1: that suck. Yeah, let's just hope the weather's not too bad Because we got about a foot and a half of snow Dumped on us in the past 24 hours
3: No doubt, no doubt All right, Uh, you guys stay warm us say hi to everybody All right, thanks for calling in Alright, thank you
1: very
3: much for taking my call, Dimitri
1: A pleasure as always, have a good one Thanks
3: Mitch, I appreciate it I got a couple more people waiting on on hold here I'm going to get to you in just a second I want to talk a little bit about the lobbying representation This, I got the bill here for Tennessee And the bill for the lobbyists was $40,000 For a defensive uh, strategy for the year $40,000 uh, M, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I just don't think that that's a lot of money.
2: I, well, I do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I mean, we're not talking about representing one person, one shop paying this.
2: No, if, that, if that's, a, if that's, a, if that's a, a cost that's being spread out, even like you said. We have
3: 33 shops on board, and we've got five or six that are getting ready to come on board. Even with 33 shops, it's a little bit over $1,000 per shop for the lobbyists. That's I mean, $1,000 to represent your interests in the state capital, that's not a lot of money. No. I can't believe that more states are not doing that. I can't believe, I'm flabbergasted that more states have not got organized to have representation to protect their rights. This is the only way you're going to win period you're not going to walk in there and say say vaping saved my life you're not going to walk in there and say hey i'm a small business you're not going to walk in there and say well you know vaping has yeah, I've, I've helped my my family quit and it's not smoke it's vapor it, all that is fine and dandy but it's not going to work that's not how law is made in this country
2: i think a big part, part of the problem is, is that so many companies have just gotten used to how easy it's been we didn't really have any of uh, this opposition coming from the governments and from everything else when we first started vaping a couple years ago you know and now it's just it's literally it is just it's coming it's raining down on everybody and it's almost it's really hectic
3: it's really bad right now 859 you're on the air with smoke free radio
5: yeah demetri my name is uh john from kentucky i'm a first time caller Thanks, john. Uh, i just run a small market stall type of a deal here in Kentucky where I live, and I sell, you know, vaping products and whatnot. And let me – I don't mean to ask you to repeat yourself, but you were saying uh, something earlier about what all is going on here in Indiana. Did I hear you correctly, that you're not going to be able, if this bill passes in Indiana, to simply sell any juice you so please from any manufacturer you want? That's correct. There's all kinds of rules happening. Is that correct? That's correct, yeah. Okay. Uh, Well – let me ask you i mean uh, i've been to indiana many times and uh, mm-hmm. you know tennessee's right below me and whatnot mm-hmm. and uh, i consider myself i guess somewhat native to the area so uh, i buy from a juice manufacturer in louisville kentucky okay so g- give me the okay g- just give me the the rundown on this um, i am not going to carry juice or i don't want to anyway that somebody says hey you have to carry this because this is all compliant whereas you know, all the customers that I have coming to me now like a particular flavor, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they're going to be be able to meet these regulations. So, I guess what I'm trying to ask you is, just being a, a very tiny little minnow in a yeah. big ocean here, what can I do, or what should I do? Uh,
3: what you should what, what you should do for Kentucky? Well, first of all, we have to see what the bill is going to be in Kentucky. Uh, according to my sources, it's going to be very very similar to Indiana. If you don't sell if you don't okay. sell e liquid. Uh, If you don't sell e-liquid, it's probably not going to affect you. If you sell cartomizers that are pre-filled with two meals and under, they're exempt. According to the Indiana bill. Okay,
5: well, no... Oh, no, I have to sell e-liquid. Right, right. <laughs> uh, everything that my starter gets.
3: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and so, if, if you don't sell e-liquid, you know, you're not going to have repeat business. That's what the product works. So what can you do? You're asking me what you right. can do. The, what you have to do is you have to get together with the other shops and come together and hire representation. You have to have somebody that's going to be in the capital that represents your interest. You sell other products in your store, I'm assuming, as well, too. You sell tobacco products?
5: Uh, No, I don't sell tobacco. I am primarily vaping.
3: Just primarily vaping. All right, so who in your state represents your industry? Except you.
5: Who in my state? Yeah, yeah, good question. Yeah.
3: (laughs) That is the question that you and every other vape shop owner and distributor within the state have to answer. Who represents? I own a restaurant in Tennessee. I am part of the Tennessee Restaurant Association. I pay $3,400 a year of those fuckers. (laughs) You know, do I love cutting that check? No, but it's part of my bills, just like I pay my rent and my power bill and my employees and my taxes every every month i set aside that amount to pay this why if anything happens between the hotel and the restaurant association and the capital i'm alerted i get an email they tell me this is coming this is the way it's going to fit your business and what do you want me to do about it you have to get representation in kentucky that's going to represent your stores if they don't If you don't, the same thing is going to happen as Indiana. You're going to scramble last minute. It's going to cost you 10 times more money because when you get to the point where you're up against the wall like they are in Indiana within a matter of hours passing the bill, it becomes even more expensive to fight it. So what you can do is you can get together with your other shops and say, hey, listen, look at the other models. Look what they did in Tennessee. Look what they did in Georgia. Look what they did in Utah. Look what they did in Florida. These states have been organized. Try to do the same thing in Kentucky. Try to do the same thing. I'm thinking Mississippi already started. They already started trying to do something down there. Try to get everybody under one umbrella. That way it splits the cost. It doesn't affect you that much you know, financially. 40 shops at $1,000 wow. a year, that's not a lot of money, okay? You can afford that. Uh, even the right. smallest business can afford that. Get together with your right. – I'm not even calling the people that sell vape, vape products competitors at this point for you. I'm calling them co right. You have to be co in order to move this product. If you want to keep selling it, get together with the stores and do something about it. Try to hire a lobbyist. Vista does that out of Florida. They can find a lobbyist to represent you there in Kentucky. Get together with them. See what you can do to get started in your state. That's the only advice that I can give you. I don't think that you individually or me or anybody else, I don't think that there's a company big enough, except Monument Vapor apparently, um, I don't think there's a company big enough that's able to create law at this point.
5: Okay, okay. Let me just one more. Okay, sure. One more thing, real quick. Uh, let me understand something. Okay, here I am. You know, I'm, I'm a small e cig market stall and whatnot. Uh, what's going to happen here? Is it going to get to where there's only a certain brand of e juice? that I'm going to be able to even carry? Yep. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's what I'm saying.
3: Here? You're going to have to buy from authorized distributors of the state of Kentucky, which are probably going to be one or two different distributors that have complied with what the bill is going to ask, exactly like Indiana is. Yep.
2: And you won't well, even what be what able to customer import customer? from other states. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I see. So,
5: so I'm forced to carry a particular brand here, and if my customers don't like it, uh, oh well. I'm you're just, shit out of luck, buddy.
3: especially in Kentucky, which is a big <laughs> tobacco stake, I, I state, I see it. I see it happening. Yeah, I see it happening. Kentucky is a big tobacco yeah. state, and I think it's going to happen. I mean, I, I, again, unless I get it in my hands, I really don't know. That's the good thing about a lobbyist. Like here in Tennessee, we have a guy. Uh, we we have our lobbyists. They have their assistant. We're in constant c- contact with each other every week. And you know, they just sent us an email today saying that within the next two weeks they they anticipate the bill to drop. As soon as the bill drops, he's going to contact us and let us know exactly what it is. And until I get it in my hands, there's no way I can tell you what what to what to project. But what I can tell you is best. What's going on around you. It's not looking good. Get organized. Make it happen.
5: Got it. Got it. Oh, I'll be on the phone with my uh, juice supplier in the morning. Make sure he's all aware of this. Too. That's right. Absolutely. They should. They yeah. should. Okay. Hey.
3: They should. Yeah. Thanks for calling okay. in, man. Good luck in your but, business. Yeah. Call back anytime. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, okay. my friend. Have a good night. Uh, these, You know, a lot of people are being panicked right now. Um,
6: I don't blame them. You,
3: you ought to see my Facebook. inside The last three, four days, people from Indiana and different, a different um um, distributors, everybody's is panicking. How can you not blame them? I mean, you worked so hard, you've built your business, right? You know, but most of these people started with you know mixing out of their house, one or two people operations. They've they've grown and they've grown and they've they've become big corporations. And the one thing that they forgot, since it has been a free for all market, since it has been a market that's been completely unregulated, the one thing that they forgot was government affairs. The one thing that should have been on the agenda since day one in this industry has been forgotten completely. Yeah. And we can't fight the fight without government or fair representation. Let me pick up 317. I think this is Indiana. Um, oh, I didn't press the button. 317, you're on the air with Smoke Free Radio. Hey there,
0: guys. This is Evan McMahon from Indiana. Hey,
3: Evan. What's going on, buddy?
0: Uh, I just wanted to kind of clear up some confusion about the uh, call to action that uh, Mandy talked about. It's blowing up all over Facebook right now. All right. And uh, so basically what's going on is um, there's going to be an amendment offered uh, to the SB 539. That's the big, horrible bill here in Indiana. Uh Um, It's going to push that bill to a study session. What that means is we'll have an entire year to, to organize and advocate to kind of fight against that bill.
3: This is what so is being proposed? To... Is this what's being proposed tomorrow, or is this something that you're going to bring up tomorrow?
0: It's something that's being brought up tomorrow. Okay. SB 539 will have its second reading. Indiana, you have three readings, a vote, and then you're done. Right, right. Uh, this will be the second reading. Um, an amendment will be offered, and we're asking people to call their senators uh, and ask them to support the amendment, um, so that if the bill passes, it doesn't actually go into effect. It basically just goes to a study session uh, over the summer. We have a year to organize, and then we come back in January, and we're better prepared for it.
3: That is a good plan of uh, attack if, if it's successful. In yeah, that is a plan of a good plan of attack if it's successful, right? So we've taken the, we've taken the the, right. the the possibility that this might happen. Now, what happens if they don't accept the amendment? Uh, then it goes to a third reading,
0: mm-hmm. uh, and then it would be voted on, and then it would go to the House, and it would start over in the House, and um, you know we'd keep fighting there.
3: Do you believe that this is a predetermined outcome? Because to me, Evan, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I don't want to discourage you or anybody. It seems like it's a predetermined a- a outcome. There's no way that this bill is moving so fast.
0: Well, here's here's the, the inside track. I'll, I'll give you a little bit of my background. Before mm-hmm. I became a juice maker about three months, two months ago, um, th- I worked in politics. This is actually what I did. Um, so um, I understand how the state house works. Um, I understand how this process uh, moves along. Um And basically, I don't think that there's um, a broad swath of support within the legislature. There aren't a lot of senators or representatives that know anything about this. It's a couple of key people who are pushing things along. It just so happens that they sit on the committee and they chair the committee. So they're moving it along. We're actually getting a lot better... um, perception, uh, or reception in the house. Yeah. Um, they seem, seem to look at this as something that's unnecessary and a burdensome regulation on a new small business industry in Indiana. So I don't think this is a foregone conclusion. I don't think this is predetermined. Um, I believe Indiana was a test case for this type of legislation. Um, Indiana is a supermajority Republican state and I think that they thought if they could get this passed, In a conservative state like Indiana, they could get it passed in any state with any type of legislature. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been moving along in the the Senate. Um, There are some very strong advocates in the Senate who look at this and just think that this is a horribly rotten bill. They understand some of the the, um, concerns that people have mentioned about vaping and and, uh, you know, how e-liquids are produced. Yeah. But at the same time, they're, they're not mm-hmm. willing to sacrifice um, their conservative principles of deregulation and, and low taxation yeah. uh, just to quash a couple of people. They'd rather work with us to have us uh, create standards and self-regulation within our own industry than to force government into our business. But in in, in any any case, though, Evan, in any case, here, but it does take being organized.
3: In any case, pending federal regulation of this product. How can we create state by state laws that are going to be uniform? That's going to serve the industry. So let's say you do compromise. Let's say you get to the point where we sit down on the table and you do try to find a, a medium ground. Which, in my in my opinion, is just not going to happen. You have six lobbyists on that side with special different interest groups that are representing, and, and here we have a group of vendors with one lobbyist trying to fight them. But let's say you do get that chance and you do sit down. How is that going to go from state? How is that going to affect vaping and the distribution of the product state to state?
0: Well, I mean, the reality is, is it's going to uh, severely limit what each person in their home state is going to uh, have as far as a market choice. You're gonna, you're gonna have a limited number of suppliers um, because you know we don't want each state to have its own labeling requirements because right. one state may say. One thing for a warning label, and another state may send something completely different, Correct. and that product becomes a felony in in your state if you're just possessing it. Um, so we, we have to we have to be uh, cognizant of that and aware that we can't do those things, but there are already things within our industry that we're already moving towards as a set of standards, and we can ask them to look towards our set of industry standards as a guide, not for regulation. But as a a standard or a metric to use to measure mm-hmm. whether or not we're operating within uh, the best practices for our consumers.
3: Evan, can you say? Uh, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but do, can you say based on what you've seen, who's behind this?
0: Um. Well. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to put you um, in a difficult position. If you can, if you can, if, if you, you can, can, it's, if you can it's fine. A bit. Um, I can tell you that there 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 is a. A business interest here within Indiana that has a history of um, monopolizing distributorships uh, and vice industries. He's partnered with somebody in the mm-hmm. industry who in turn um, have taken some young kid, helped him form a, a company out of his home actually in a really nice neighborhood in Indianapolis that he's touting as the largest manufacturing facility of e-liquids in the state of Indiana which is his basement, um, they're positioning this together basically so that they can get these regulations of pharmaceutical-grade facilities and casino-style security. They're positioning themselves to be the sole distributor licensed within Indiana mm-hmm. to, to distribute all vaping products. That's juices, that's batteries, that's canthol, that's cotton. Everything will have to go through them if you own a store. And they, this guy already has that in one other industry. So you know, we put the pieces together, and we can see that um, we do know that some of the legislators that have been involved in this are actually kind of pulling their hair out now. They regret taking this project on. It was—it seems like it was a pet project for one of their friends, and now they didn't expect the phones to be ringing off the hook. Um, we have lobbyists in the state house. Um, they didn't expect us to show up and be 200 strong with vote by vote posters. They didn't expect us to have well-spoken advocates at the hearing. They didn't expect us to be organized because we're not necessarily organized in other states that they've seen. So it is everything that you've said about getting a lobbyist and being organized is absolutely imperative if you mm-hmm. want to have any success at beating this back. Yeah. If we win, if we beat this, that's how we're going to do it. It's not going to be through our stories of how vaping has saved our lives because, honestly, they don't care about that. What they care about is seeing that their jobs will be on the line come November. If we can show them that there's a massive amount of support, if we can show them that that we're organized, that we can raise money to fight them, they'll be thinking twice about whether or not they want to take outside money from, you know... Uh, DC think tanks, or do they want to listen to their Hoosier constituents?
6: Yeah.
3: By the way, the McAllister—I can say it because you can't—the uh, the distributor of the liquor market. By the way, liquor distribution has a long history of Russian-style tactics of of trying to monopolize distribution. I just want to put that out there. Uh, but uh, McAllister does appear to have a lot in this. And, 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 and I did some research on this guy, and I found that. Way back, about 15 years ago, there was a story written about him when he tried to monopolize the market of craft beer. And he basically created legislation to not to allow craft beer to be distributed so it doesn't affect his sales through the beer distribution in the state. Imagine that. And on a side note, you want to talk about how spooky this shit is, uh, Evan. I don't know if you heard this. But, you know, there's a guy named Robert McAllister that's the VP of Monument Vapor. Mm-hmm. On the show Boardwalk Empire, there's a character, and his name is Robert McAllister with two L's. I can't make this shit up, bro. I mean, this is actually happening in your state. <laughs> this, is, this is spooky. <laughs> wow, I didn't
0: know about the Boardwalk Empire.
6: Good, crazy, Wikipedia. Okay? There's a guy <laughs>
3: named Robert McAllister on the show Boardwalk Empire. I cannot make this shit up. I'm telling you. Wow. Um, crazy stuff. All right. Well, I mean, I,
0: India, Indiana right. has has long had, um, you know, crazy beer baron monopoly laws yeah. that have slowly been chipped away at industry by industry, and. I know he looks at this as kind of a wet dream and says, wow, this is a, almost a $4 billion a year industry. It's growing in Indiana. Yeah. I want to own it. Right. I want to own the control and distribution of it. And he's using his influence and his money um, and you know his, his experience of doing this to try to position himself for that. And without our lobbying team, without our, our grassroots efforts showing up, we would just be steamrolled. Yeah, Uh, we've been able to push back, you know, you know, I I can't guarantee we're going to be 100 percent successful, but I know we're going to put up a hell of a fight. Um, And we I encourage everybody to look at it and go, don't wait. If we'd started doing this back in October, um, August, uh, we'd be infinitely harder to steamroll right now. Um, So you can't wait. You have to start for the legislation. Evan, I forget. tried last
3: year. I just want to put that yeah, out. I tried your last year, man. I tried last year, and I talked to some vendors in Indiana, and, you know, and everybody was like, yes, we need to do this. And then when I told them that they have to hire lobbyists and they have to pay crickets, now this is the result that we get. Uh, again, I like your attitude. Don't give up. Keep fighting. But I, I really think that now you have to take it to the next level. No more... Mr. Nice Guy, no more Mr. Nice Vendors over there. Step up to the plate and just take a bat and go go to town. That's the only way we're going to win this thing.
0: Well, you know, i'd I'd like to give a I'd like to give a warning if I can mm-hmm. to any potential uh, legislator who's listening from Indiana right now. Um, we've already started working with a law firm. You pass this bill, we're going to sue the state of Indiana and federal, Um Say that one more time because you cut out. Say that. Say that one more time, page. Evan. Please, so if you don't bring mind. It. Say, say
3: it one more time because you cut
0: out. We've, we've already. Oh, sorry. We're we're already starting to form a federal lawsuit should they pass this bill. Um, we we're working with a law firm. Uh, we're looking for pay plaintiffs and outside of Indiana, and we're going to sue the crap out of the state if they try to do this.
3: That's my boy. That's what That's I like a clear to hear. Commerce clause violation. So we're like not going to gonna take
0: it lying down. Even if they pass it, we're going to continue to fight them, and we, we're planning all the way to the end. So.
3: That's my boy. Good job, Evan. Keep up the good work. Anything that I can do, of course, on my side, please feel free to reach out to me, okay? Thank you, sir. Thanks, Evan. com. Get more information. You can find Evan, of course, on Facebook. Mandy, you can find him on Facebook. Find her on Facebook as well, too. Let me pick up on this guy. He's been waiting patiently here. 570, you're on Smoke Free Radio. Hey, the is Rob. I'm from uh,
6: Pennsylvania. Hey, Rob. Um, I'm founder of the uh, Wolf Vapors Club on Facebook. mm mm-hmm. um, I have a question. Okay, sure. well, first off, so far in Pennsylvania, we've been pretty lucky as far as legislation goes. Yep. Um, the most recent thing they did over here was Philadelphia is taking a pace from New York, and uh, they're pretty much banning the sale of e-sigs of minors, and you can't use them in any public places, including garage restaurants and even basically in most places.
3: Stupid, unenforceable so just- law. I really don't care, honestly. <laughs> so, go ahead. Right.
6: I mean it's it's really not that big of a it's not that big of a deal. we've been pretty lucky over here in pennsylvania they just they're treating you like tobacco don't tell yeah. the people under 18 things like that so yeah. we've been kind of skating by um i'm having a personal issue and i want to know how to go about it sure. um i'm a state i'm a state corrections officer mm-hmm. okay i work with the pennsylvania department of corrections and i started vaping about five and a half years ago okay when you know first came into the u.s um in my old facility we were able to get with the help of our management our lieutenants and, and captains we were able to get vaping authorized in the department we were allowed to use them like we did cigarettes uh recently they banned it we're not allowed to use uh, personal vaporizers mm-hmm. inside the facility anymore the uh the reasoning they gave is it's a heat source it contains a lithium ion battery and unknown variables Mm -hmm. that's the reasoning they gave us Um, I'm in contact with our union and we're going and from another facility a friend of mine is on the the, uh, executive board they're trying to get a um, we do what's called grievances with our union Um, you have a problem with something that's not policy yet you have a right to grieve it Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just not sure how to go about doing this? I mean, we're we're fighting the state on a much smaller level than, you know, statewide. You've got you, um, you've got a, you've got a huge problem there, Robert.
3: You, you got a huge problem. The problem is that when when it's policy, it's very very difficult to change, uh, especially right, legally. It's not
6: policy yet. That's right. why we're trying to get to get agreed now before it becomes
3: right. Uh, policy if, if it's not policy education i think right here is the key i think that you should do you should request a sit down you should have some professional people come in uh the people that are going to represent you i would bring in a greg Conley. i would bring a couple more people in that are going to be able to lay the facts and the education on the product number one which is which is vital another thing that i've suggested some right. of the people
6: i volunteered i volunteered to do that with our with our local uh business agent yeah the problem so is that, that you work, work get there on board with the other jail let's right. you know,
3: The problem is that you work there. It's better to bring somebody from the outside to sit down and just kind of lay down the facts on them. And it, as passionate as we okay. vapors are, sometimes, you know, we don't have all the facts. We've got to be make sure that we say accurate statements right. when we're trying to educate about this product. That's why I suggest that. With some of the private companies that I've run into okay. that I've tried to help down here, Blue Cars, Blue Shield of Tennessee is one of the companies that have been working with the, with the workers there because they ban nicotine completely, which is just the stupidest thing ever, uh, especially for nurses in the ER. If somebody's a smoker and they're about to operate on me, let him go have a fucking cigarette, right? I don't have to fucking shake him while they're about to cut on me. No, uh, dead, right? But... <clears throat> But what I've, been, what I've been trying to do is try to show also financial sense. Try to show that how much it would benefit the prison system to be able for you to use this product, not only from a health benefit of the state, how much money they're going to save on health insurance, sick days, how much it helps you concentrate on your work. You know, If you're able to get all these and put them down on a piece of paper where they can actually see the benefits of you using this product, I think you might have a case. Again, at the end of the day, though, Policy, especially when we're talking about policy like that, is very, very difficult to change because a lot of their information comes from the same sources that are our opponents. Their sources are what? American Lung Association, American Cancer Association, all these associations that are against e-cigs pretty much. So if they're going to take these stories that mice have lung cancer when they're using e-cigs, which is basically what they're saying, but it's not true, uh, we're, we're screwed. We can't fight that yet. We're not in that position. So educate them and good luck. That's really all I can tell you. As much education as you can. If you have some people there, bring some people in to talk to them. I think it's a good idea to bring a third-party person inside so they don't think it's just you. You just want to do it to blow clouds at work You know, because they have that mentality. It's an ideology factor as well too. They see this coming out of your mouth. They think it's smoke even though it's vapor. It doesn't make any difference, and that's what they believe in their heads. Bring a third party in. Let them sit down and educate and good luck. That's all I can tell you. Well, I think I'm going to need it.
6: It's going to be an uphill yeah. battle, you know? I feel and for you, bro. I really we're not, do. We're not looking to bring our, our mods and stuff like that in there. We're just looking to, you know, an ego battery right, or an right. e-grip, something
3: something small to get us through shift. Well, you, know? you always have, uh, you know, the bathroom. <laughs> you know, when, when all else fails, you know, say this is going to cause a lot of people have you know, to go actually, to the restaurant.
6: Actually, I, I considered that, but the problem is, is that if it does become policy, it's considered contraband,
3: and I could be terminated and have charges yeah, filed on that's me true too. for bringing it in. Who would have thought the day so would come, that day would I come and that we our our devices that help us quit combustible tobacco would be considered contraband? And would you ever did you ever believe that was going to happen?
6: No, <laughs> no, we didn't. And he like said, especially even back when uh, when we first started vaping. I just in my old facility, I got ten people, ten ten fellow officers off cigarettes. That's you fantastic. know, um, eight of them stayed off them and quit tobacco altogether. One went to chewing tobacco and one started smoking again after his brother passed away. So it was kind of, you know, kind of expect that. But our security captain and everybody got on board, he said, hey, let's get this approved. We got it approved and we've been good for four and a half years. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's, you know, because it's in the spotlight, now it's in, you know, it's on, it's when you turn on the news, it's on media everywhere. So now they're looking at it and all the negative, uh, negative media attention it's bringing that's all they see they don't see the positive media attention you know they don't want to hear what doctors are saying or right, anything right,
3: else right you know it's the and happening thing what, now that's man attack e-cigs that's, right that's, that's what the hot thing is right now it's 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 all about the uh, attacking e-cigs rob good luck to you keep me updated what's going on i'd like to to see how this this follows up we're we're having an uphill battle here with blue cross blue shield we're trying to make some some gateway with with them, but it's very very difficult because they have the big pharmaceutical behind it you know it's 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 a huge yeah. up, uphill battle for us.
2: It is.
6: It's, it's the thing. The thing that gets me with that is is that my doctor, when I told him I was vaping, he said, "Good, keep it up." I just got my brother to quit smoking uh, three four months ago. He had his first doctor's appointment, and she he told her he quit smoking and went went to vaping. She checked his lungs and said, "Frank, I don't hear any wheezing in your lungs anymore. Keep doing what you're doing." Yeah but yet the insurance companies don't want to listen to the people who are treating us and saying it's working.
3: Yeah. I believe you, know, you Rob. It, I really it, do. The health benefits. It, it,
6: sucks, it sucks for every one yeah. of us.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. Bro, I tell you, I, I go through this every day, and I can't tell you how many vapers message me the same thing, especially in their workplace and in places where they're like, you know, they put me outside with the smokers. Even Phil Busardo, by the way, they banned it in his workplace. his workplace. Mm-hmm. And Phil Bissardo has to go outside. Really? I mean, this is—he's a vaping icon. He is—he's the bread and butter of the vaping. He has to go outside. I'm just kidding about all that, by the way. I'm just, just fluffing his ego a little bit. But he has to go outside, and he has to vape with the smokers because somebody complained that the odor from his device. And you know, he stealth vapes. You know, he's not going to sit there and blow clouds at work, right? He's in a cubicle. Right. Um, somebody complained, and he has to go outside with the smokers and vape. And sometimes he'll pick up the phone and he'll call me. He's like, you know, I'm sitting here with 10 people, you know, in a smoking thing and, and I'm vaping. And, and that's the truth. It's just what we have to face. It's uh, it's uh, it's unfortunate. I feel for you, man. But but keep fighting. That's all you can do. Try, try to educate. I think education is key. That's
6: I think that's what's going to be a breakthrough for us. Yeah. But it's just it's going to be it's going to be a long fight.
3: I feel for you, Rob. Have a wonderful evening we'll, and we'll, keep on vaping. Most importantly, thank that's you too. Going. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks, brother. Have a good night. M, it's fucking crazy. I know. It's crazy. It's like, it's, it's like every corner, every every angle I turn my head, there's just another attack. You just don't know where it's coming from anymore.
2: No, you don't. And it's not – it, I think the thing that makes it the hardest is it's just not limited to one state or one country. This is a worldwide thing. Crank your microphone
3: up a little bit, babe, because it's a little bit low. Little, little, go down. There we go. Yeah. Now it's okay, good. <laughs>
2: um, I, I think – one of the biggest problems is is it's because it's not just like a, it's not a single state. It's, you've got, you know, the United States, you've got the UK, you've got the entire EU, Germany, you've got all these other countries that all these, the same things are coming up left, right and center. And it's just like without us being organized, nobody really knows what to do. But I agree with you. The education thing is really important, especially when it comes to policy in, in companies. 347-308-8329.
3: Three four seven three zero eight eight three two nine. Press 1 if you want to participate with any questions or comments. By the way, speaking of, of ideology, I want to bring this up because on Facebook, I'm in this group with some Greek people inside, and, uh, and there's this Greek guy that quit smoking eight years ago, right? He's 50 now, whatever. And every time we talk about vape and e-cigs with my wife, he always attacks us. And, you know, at first I took it really, really personal, and then I kind of figured it out. This person is an ex-smoker that probably – Suffered through go- through quitting smoking. It was because he, he said it many times. It was so hard, but I manned up and I and I quit cold turkey. But but you can tell, you can tell the guy is pissed. And you know why he's pissed? He's pissed because we're vaping and we're enjoying it, and we were able to quit smoking. Yeah, that mentality exists much more rampant than people think. Just just think about how they are fucking pissed that we enjoy quitting smoking and they had to suffer yeah
2: I agree with you on that one I know when I tried, quitted, when I tried quitting smoking which was like every other day um, when I could actually manage to go three or four days without the patch or the gum or anything I was just, I was angry I was so mad all the time about everything, it didn't matter what it was and I used to get upset that other people I had known and just, it just seems like they were able to just drop the cigarettes and that was
3: it, they were done I think Ex- this guy's still better eight years later. Than
2: he's well, gonna I wouldn't cry. be surprised.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. And I think that, that that mentality exists a lot too. I think that some of the smokers that see us using them, I think some of the ex-smokers that see us using us, they're just jealous or they're just pissed or they're like, "Why can he do it and I can't do it?" You know why? Why are they enjoying it? It's just an ideology thing, man. It has nothing to do with science. It has nothing to do with politics. It doesn't have to do with money. So that's another portion I think of society that is against us.
2: Hmm. Well. Speaking of that, on Twitter today, there was um, one of these articles was posted up about the mice thing. And this guy replied, he says, does that mean I have permission to punch them in the face when they blow that crap in my face? And I told him, I tweeted back to him that it was disgusting that he thought that that was appropriate to threaten you know, non-smokers, vapors, <laughs> with physical violence just because they were doing something he didn't like.
3: Oh, that's crazy! Vape me stupid. By the way, uh, M's uh, Twitter. You need to follow her. She has a lot of fun on there sometimes. That is stupid with two O's. Vape me s t o o p i d. Sometimes we get into this, these trolling contests and we try to go after people. It's a lot of fun. You uh, you need, you need to join. We're badly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but ideology is very very hard to, to to combat along with everything else that we have and all the other fights. Uh, speaking of the fights, I want to come back to the state and state thing just to, just to close this thing off for the various states that are out there. Um, Florida has been organized. Georgia has been organized. Uh, search Georgia Smoke Free Association. Florida Smoke Free Association. Utah Smoke Free Association. And, of course, Tennessee Smoke Free Association. These four states I know for sure have been organized. Now, Texas, just the other day I got a message, and I've been working for the, with this for about six months. Texas now has formed their own association as well down there. I'm going to be making that announcement on Facebook here in the next couple of days when they give me the go-ahead to post the link. But if you're in Texas, get it in there and, and support groups like that. To me, at the end of the day, the biggest thing that a state can do is hire a lobbyist. That's it. If you're not going to do anything else in your state, is hire a lobbyist. I think it will deter 90% of the problems because you're going to know ahead of time what is being discussed in those back-closed-door meetings where the lobbyists meet with the politicians to come up with law. And if you don't have your representative inside there to express the voice of your side of the industry, you're done. Yep. You're done. Plain and simple. Been saying it, saying it for years, saying it for two years. Listen to me now. You're seeing it state by state. This is really, really bad. Not for the vapors of a particular state. It's really, really bad for the entire industry in the United States. How about there in the UK? You guys okay? Okay, still.
2: I've actually got lots of positive news. Yeah. From this side of the pond. All
3: right. Let's talk about the UK a little bit.
2: Um, one of the articles that came out was that uh, MPs have won the battle to smoke e-cig. I hate that. To vape e-cigs in Parliament. Um, I don't know how many people in America are actually familiar with what the Parliament building is here. It's Typically that really big one that's got Big Ben on it. Mm -hmm. One that uh, V and V for Vendetta tried to blow up. You know, Guy Fawkes. Uh Um, I think that them getting the right to to vape in Parliament um, is a big... I can't even, I can't even I'm stuttering tonight. I'm really tired. <laughs>
3: <laughs> tough it out, tough it out.
2: I'm getting there. Um, over here in the UK, when the whole TB, TPD thing started last year, mm-hmm. um, everybody was you know, uh, sending emails to the MPs and their MEPs about uh, what's going on. And I think that played a really big part in how the MPs won the right to, to vape. Yeah. Because they, they were getting tired of going outside with the smokers because they didn't want to be out there for the right. same reasons right. that we don't want to be outside with right. the smokers. Right. 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 We don't smoke anymore. Um, so now they've, they've gotten it. Um, they're allowed to vape in three areas in the Parliament building.
3: and um, That's good. Maybe they're going to have booze next year, too, we're going to have a party. <laughs>
2: <they> <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually if, if they're allowed to vape in the porta, Portacullus house, uh-huh their own offices, and there is actually a pub inside Parliament called The Strangers.
3: Nice. That's a good name.
2: Yes. So they're going to have in those three places in Parliament. And I'm hoping that that will trickle down to, because um, here in the UK, we, instead of having states, we have um, councils for counties, basically. And um,
3: Was this a big story? Was this picked up a lot? Because I, I saw it. I mean, I have a, a news feed that I pull, and, and, and I saw it, obviously, but... It didn't seem to me that it caught as much traction in mainstream media news no, in the U.K. as it should.
2: It didn't. Um, yeah. I caught it off of BuzzFeed. Yeah. And the yeah. only reason why I caught it off of BuzzFeed is because they aggregate um, their news stories out through Twitter using fake accounts. Yeah. <laughs> so when they release a story, like you get 100 tweets at right, one time right, about right. the same thing. So that's how I caught it. But it wasn't. I don't really think it was picked up by very many other... Like the BBC, I don't even think they reported on
3: I think if stuff like that gets out there, it's definitely going to boost the industry, and I think it's going to boost the image of the product itself. Now, you know, having said that, I've always said the best thing that we can say in situations like that is bring me one valid study that shows that my exhaled vapor is causing any harm to bystanders. There is none. No. None. There is no study out there. I repeat, there is no study out there that shows that secondhand vapor causes harm to bystanders. Produce one of those stu- valid studies, not not the mouse, <laughs> not the mouse study. <laughs> or the formaldehyde. Or the formaldehyde study. Show me one study that shows that what I'm doing. Because everything that's happened in the planet with tobacco control was caused by those, even some people today say that they're flawed studies on secondhand smoke. So we... Let, I'll give you that secondhand smoke causes cancer. I give this to you. I'll, I'll, that's a freebie. Prove to me that what I am doing causes the same thing. Now, when you can do that, I will gladly take my PV and I will put it in my pocket and I will stop using it. But until then, we have to keep fighting.
2: Yep. Today was um, World Cancer Day. If anybody in chat okay. wasn't aware of that. And the World Health Organization actually did a Twitter um, Q&A with one of their cancer experts today. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the questions that was posed by uh, Vapor was, is there any evidence whatsoever that e-cigarettes contribute to cancer? And the WHO conveniently decided not to answer that
3: question. Of course not. Of course no. not, because everybody can say everybody can say, and this is what's happening in the United States. Oh, you know, we picked up this study and we picked up this study. When, when you ask him the direct question, there is no answer. Greg did a good job with what we played last week, where he he debated the guy, everything that he brought up. Greg hit him back and ended up being a piece that was very very positive for vaping, in my opinion. Um, and a lot of credit goes to to Greg. But Greg was educated enough to turn around and say, hey, hold on a second. That study was not done wrong. Let me tell you about this study. And if more of that was happening in the public eye, I think uh, it, it would definitely turn the tide. Yeah, definitely.
2: The who can conven- be – they also um, – I had asked a couple questions. They refused to answer any of mine, but they did favorite one of them.
3: Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I think they did it by mistake. There might have been like a, like a porn picture on the bottom or something. <laughs> they thought it was your post. <laughs> All right, what else is going on?
2: Um, I'm not sure how much this has been heard of in the States. It's called MOVE. It's the... Um, let me read this real quick. Sure. It's the medical organizations that are supporting vaping and electronic cigarettes. Mm-hmm. It's basically a letter from a lot of the most well-known people in the vaping community that are public health officials, like Dr. Farsalinos assigned it, Clive Bates, mm-hmm. Um uh, who else has signed it? Uh, Jerry Stimson, Doctor, or first, Professor, uh, Professor Pelosa signed it as well. Yeah, yeah. Robert West, uh, I think, was uh, was part of it as well too. So. Yeah, there's right now there's 160 signatures, so uh, this is a lot more than the letter that we sent last year that had I think it was 53 signatures to the yeah. WHO. We've got 160 on this one so far, and. Basically, what it boils down to is it talks about um, you know, physicians and healthcare professionals that are seeing patients um, that have been affected by tobacco smoking and how e-cigarettes have gotten them away from tobacco and you know onto a, a, a better alternative. And it, it differentiates that e-cigarettes can't renormalize smoking because vaping is not smoking. And basically, what the whole move movement is is um, all these healthcare professionals want to get signatures onto this letter to show support to show that these are you know these are the people that right now that we really need on our side yeah yeah. and the more signatures we can get from around the world from people you know your doctors your counselors pharmacists even um even the school nurses if they're like hey you know what i used to smoke and now i'm vaping sure I'll, i'll add my signature to it the more signatures the better um, we still yeah. got a
3: long way to go. I mean, 160 is good, but uh, we have a very, very long way to go. I have an idea for this, by the way, Em. I'm going to talk the chat real quick. <laughs> yeah, I've been, yeah, and I, I've done it too. Every, every story that you talk about, I try to put the chat in there for the people and I have in the replay. I had an idea about this, okay? And it, m- my doctor here loves the fact that I've That I vape. I've helped a couple of her nurses. But when I try to get take the, the microphone there, I have this little voice recorder, and I was like, can you give me an interview? She refuses to do so. Obviously, we know why, right? Big pharmaceutical interests that are behind it uh, and everything else. Why can't we start the same movement? Why can't we find a couple of the big companies to go out there and lobby the doctors and offer them starter kits, Uh, especially to pulmonologists and people that that treat people with COPD and and tobacco-related illnesses and people that are not able to switch? Why can't we do the same thing as an industry? I know it's a little bit dirty, but guess what? We're losing because the uh, the opponents are playing 10 times more dirty. So why can't we offer the same interests, offer the same type of of dirty promotion if you want to call it that, which is actually going to result into a great benefit in promotion, but Offer that same thing to the to the doctors and say, hey, listen, you know, the, here we are. This is the company. This is what we do. Um, have a couple of the experts. Have a couple of the doctors go out there and, and offer them the information and get them some kits to give to their to, to to their clients that come in to their to their patients that come in. Yeah. Why haven't we done that? I don't know.
2: I honestly don't know. It, I do. I think. I completely agree with you. I do think it is something that needs to be
3: done. It's a big industry. Uh, companies that are going to invest in this are going to get it back tenfold because the people are going to reorder their supplies from them. It's basically that's- like buying, you know, I bought my CPAP machine and I got tied in with this company that I have to buy all my, my supplies from. They're, they're, they're stupid. They're, I, I swear to God, M. I don't know if I've said this publicly on the radio before. This is how I ordered my last mask. I, I use this mask for my CPAP mask. That's just pillows. It goes in, into my nose only. It's just a small mask. Right. I ordered a men's XL. And they sent me a woman's pink medium. And I thought, I thought at first it was Phil Busardo playing a joke on me. And I was like, there's no way. And they actually screwed up and sent me a pink woman. I, I wear it. I wear it, by the way. <laughs> I screwed up with it out there that I do still wear it. But awesome. I got sidetracked. But <laughs> I know it's pretty awesome. You can't make this shit up. So, uh,. If we did the same thing, the companies that gave the products, then the the, the the patients would reorder their supplies online and it would benefit them financially as well. Uh, they have to make money as well. They just can't give the shit away. I understand it. But here you're making an investment $20 for a kit and then you're having the patient that's going to reorder your supplies. And the first couple of reorders, you got your money back. Right. We have pharmaceutical reps?
2: Yeah. I don't know how many times I, I can't count on, on one hand, how many times let's I've been
3: have, va- Let's have vape ambassadors like enjoy. <laughs> yeah, do it. <laughs> All right. What else is going on? We're running out of time.
2: Um, the only other thing that I wanted to touch base on is, um, I know kids and vaping is like a really touchy subject mm-hmm. in the community. A lot of people are really divided as to whether or not it should be allowed or whatever. Yeah. Um, there's an article, uh, written by Professor Lynn Kozlowski. He's the um, professor at the Department of Community Health and Health Behavior in Buffalo. And he wrote an article called, So Your Teenager is Vaping E-Cigarettes, and Should You Worry? Mm -hmm. I honestly think, out of everything that I've read in the past six months, it's probably the most balanced
3: article. It's a great article.
2: Full of studies and information that anybody could read. And I was actually thinking about this when we were taught, when you were talking to, was it Robert from the Pennsylvania department yeah. of Corrections? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it. Um, it would be a perfect thing for him to get a lot of information from, mm-hmm. to take into, you know, his board meeting or whatever it yeah. is. Um, Professor mm-hmm. Kozlowski talks about how, you know, teens are experimenting. We all did it. Mm-hmm. Whether, you know, whatever it was with alcohol, drugs, we all did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most important thing that he touches on, though, is that if you show more concern about vaping than smoking, or if you downplay the deadly risks of smoking, you're encouraging young people to switch to cigarettes,
6: mm-hmm.
2: and that telling a teenager that vaping is just as bad for you as smoking, or that e-cigs are worse than tobacco cigarettes, could push them towards cigarettes, and it's not justified by the evidence that we have available. Um, if Did you put the link in the chat? Yes, I sure chat? did. I sure did. Yes. Yeah. Definitely go give that a read and share it everywhere because it is a really, really good article. And I actually emailed him today to ask if he would sign that uh, that move yeah, letter, yeah, yeah. and he's going to consider it because he's, I guess he's buddies with uh, Clive Bates.
3: I think as a, as a parent of, of two younger daughters, uh, mm-hmm. I might be faced with this decision one day. I have to accept it, right? So, I, have tw- I have
2: twin boys that are going to be 15 this
3: year, and a lot of their friends are smoking or vaping. My, my daughter that's 12 years old got offered her first cigarette at school by another girl, right? And thankfully, my 12-year-old daughter is old enough to remember how both me and my wife were when we were smoking and how yeah. bad it was and how our health was and how we smelled. And she has seen the transition, and she has seen what vaping has done for our life. So she was able to turn it away, right? She was able to turn it down, even though she was peer pressured a lot. If she gets to the point where she gets 15 and 16 and she does experiment something, I personally don't think that kids at 15 and 16 will experiment and get hooked on this product. I don't think it's that type of product that's going to hook people to continually use it. I think they might experiment with it. They might play around with it. There's too much effort. There's too much fiddliness, and there's too much maintenance for a 15, 16-year-old to maintain. If they're going to experiment with anything, I'd love that they experiment with an e-cig and not with a, with a traditional tobacco. Because a traditional tobacco is so easy to get hooked, so easy to purchase, so easy to light up, that that's, that's what that hooks them. The thing that
2: I about smoking is how easy it was because you just had your pack of cigarettes yeah. sitting next to you. So <laughs> now you light it up. Now I've got to mess around with coils and cotton and adjusting wattage. What the hell are you doing? nobody got
3: time for that. <laughs> just a little silicone builds a little coil and that's it and you're done.
2: yeah. See, with my kids, because my two oldest will be 15 this year and my youngest just turned six, my youngest doesn't remember me as a smoker. He's always pretty much from the time he was three, I've always been a vapor and it's always mommy doesn't smoke, mommy vapes and that's not a cigarette. And so my older two, um, when they get around their friends and their friends, this happened a couple years ago, their friends started smoking And my kids were like, you shouldn't be doing that. That stuff's really nasty for you. Their parents were actually calling me and asking me for information about e-cigarettes and saying, you know, my kid's been smoking for three years. Is there anything that I can do that's going to, you know, get them to stop? And a lot of these kids switched to vaping, and now they're not smoking anymore, which I'm really happy about. And the parents are able to control how much nicotine they're getting, where they're getting their products from, and and reduce their nicotine intake in the hopes of making sure
3: that they're not going to stay addicted. It's such a politically incorrect topic. That's the it problem. Is. It's like a huge elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about. When I started smoking at the age of 15, I was hooked. By 16, I was, a, I was an addicted smoker. It didn't take long. Hell, with the second cigarette, I was an addicted smoker. Let's be honest. I was 12. Right? So no matter what, what these, these, um, these associations claim, Teens are still the number one customer for big tobacco companies. And the majority of their customers, as uh, David Gorlitz said last week, the majority of their customers started at a young age. So, no matter what tobacco control says, they have failed. They have failed to stop teens from trying smoking. Now, if somebody is a f- like me, I started at 15. You started at 12. I started at 15. By the time I'm 17, right, I'm a two year addicted smoker. Absolutely, would make sense for me to transition me into a vaping product. It would. But. Yep. When you, when I say that to a 50-year-old housewife that doesn't smoke and doesn't vape, it's like I've committed suicide to my kid.
2: Yeah, it's like you're off her and her kid crack.
3: It's like such a huge taboo and such a politically incorrect thing to do that I mean, you're even challenged by if I even should do that, you know? Yeah. It, it's 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 hard, it's really hard. But just another thing to add to our worries, I guess, at this point. All right, um, let's wrap this thing up. What else you got to add?
2: Um, just the other thing I was going to talk about, the underage um, sales thing. They're trying to do that over here in the U.K., which I'm supportive of. Sure. You know, don't sell to anybody under the age of 18. But they also want to block um, proxy sales. So say, for instance, one of my kids was smoking and I wanted to go buy him an e-cig. I wouldn't be allowed to unless I did it on the sly. I don't agree with that. Yeah. I think um, the governments need to... Let the
3: parents have
2: some say. What the fuck happened to parenting?
3: parenting? What happened to parenting? Seriously, does the government have to tell you how you have sex and when you're gonna have the baby and what you're gonna give it and what you're gonna feed it and how you're gonna grow it? And what, I mean, what? When I grew up, I learned the quick way, and it was my mom's uh, flip flop. <laughs> I think hit my ass so many times, you know, <laughs> to straighten my ass out. What the hell happened to parenting?
2: My mother's from – she's from New York, so I used to get denozoed upside the back of the head. You know, she'd come up behind me to just smack me as hard as she could. Yeah.
3: The responsibility ultimately falls to the parent. I can't blame the government for somebody's kid. I can't. And the government shouldn't interfere into that. If, I want to, if my kid's been smoking for two years, kind of, for sure I'm going to give him an e e-sig or try to get him on an e-cig, especially somebody like me that, that knows the product so well and what it can do for her. But I don't want the government to tell me what I can and what I can't do. I agree. The 18-minor ban is, is a good thing to have. I think that the product is an adult product. I think it should be controlled at the point of sale. I totally agree with all that. If it's done right, even tobacco control itself, point of sale of this product has failed. How many kids get cigarettes these days? It's not hard to buy cigarettes. Come on.
2: you I've been buying my cigarettes since I was 12 years old. I've never, ever been carded in my entire life for a pack of cigarettes. Not even on my 18th birthday when I wanted to be carded.
3: Never. So how are they going to enforce it is beyond me. Speaking of enforcing, I wanted to bring this up real quick. Uh, especially with, if, if, you, if you... The guys that are listening or on the replay, if you go into a situation where... Um, I ran into a situation down here locally where people were talking about nicotine. So... They wanted to to actually stop e-cigarettes in the park, right? And um, and the councilman that brought this up actually never went to to become fruition. But the councilman that brought it up said, uh, "Well, I said, well, there's no tobacco in this product and there's no smoke." And he turns to me and he says, "Well, this is nicotine." And you know what I did is I said, "I want you to come by the restaurant. I want you to sit down and I want to show you a few things." And he did. He came to the restaurant. And what I did is I went and bought a zero milligram e-cig, stick battery, and then I bought a, a stick battery that has 60 milligram nicotine inside. So when he came to the restaurant, I sat down, and this is just something really good that you can actually do it in um, a hearing hall. You can do it in public. You can do it especially when you're speaking to a large audience. I think it has a great effect. So what I did is I opened up both of the packages, and I said, okay, this is right here has nicotine and I took a puff and blew you know, a small cloud because nothing else would come out of that thing anyway and then I took the zero nicotine uh, stick battery and I put it in my mouth and I took a puff and I said this e-cigarette has zero nicotine how are you going to enforce the, the law that you are proposing and he was flabbergasted
2: and he they did not confiscate every e-cigarette and have nicotine yeah. testing kits in the police case. Yeah. I mean, it's,
3: imp- it's impossible. I said, <laughs> you, you, you have you have no case to stand there. And I said, if you do proceed with this, I'm going to come inside the city hall, and I'm going to do exactly what I did here. And I want you to un- tell me, well, how are you going to answer that in front of your constituents and, of course, the fellow councilman that you're going to look silly? I mean, I didn't say it like that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it like that, but I implied it. I implied it. I said you really have to be educated on this product before you propose any legislation. So it works if you got there and talk to them, especially for small, minor stuff like that. Okay, not the big state bills, but this is something small, something quick. It's just a little tip I'm giving you out there that you can use.
0: Yep.
3: That's what we got tonight, M. Uh, great show. Uh, thanks for everybody for calling in, uh, M. Go get some sleep. I know you're tired. Thanks <laughs> for toughing it out, though. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, I guess so.
3: <laughs> Follow her on Twitter. Vape me stupid, of course, and her blog, vape me stupid.co.uk. Did I say it right?
2: That
3: is it. Uh vape me stupid.co.uk. Have a wonderful evening, M. I'll see you next week again, right? We'll
2: see you on Wednesday. Good night, right. everybody.
3: Good night, M. There she goes, everybody. All the way across the pond. The wonderful M. I think she got a little bit more comfortable today, even though she was tired, but We won't hold that against her. Uh, Anyway, back to the states here, guys. Listen, it's very, very plain and simple what is going on. This has nothing to do with health. This has nothing to do with protecting the public. This has nothing to do with protecting the public health. This has to do with three things, corruption, greed, and money. That's it. Those three things. My only suggestion, once again, to you is get organized in your state and attack that corruption, greed, and the cash flow. It's all about distribution of wealth to a few people that want to monopolize the market, period. That is it. We have a lot of power here versus when we were smokers in the 80s and we got attacked. Where's our power? Social media. Get out there and let these politicians know that every, every decision they're going to make into the legislation house That is going to affect your life, that's going to affect your family, that's going to affect your business. Get the people around you that don't smoke, that don't vape, that have seen the benefits that you have reaped through uh, switching to vaping. Get them out there activated. We have social media. Get out there and attack them. Do not, do not let the greed win. If it falls in Indiana, it's going to fall pretty much everywhere else. You have to fight the power and you have to fight them at their own game. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I'll see you again next week, Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern with Smoke Free Radio. Have a wonderful evening.